If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, I think you're going to love Viator. If you haven't heard, Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. They've got everything from simple tours to extreme adventures, all the cool and interesting stuff in between as well. Well, this year, my wife and kids are making one of my bucket list trips come true. We're going to Sun Valley. So we're going to fly to Sun Valley, and I tell you, the thought of bringing skis, poles, boots, snowboards, everything overwhelming. But that's where Viator came in. They made this incredibly easy. I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom, Viator arranges a first-class experience, custom ski, snowboard, and boot fittings and tickets delivered right to the condo. It's pretty amazing. Experiences are what we love most about travel. They create these long-lasting moments and make memories that will last a lifetime. Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, so as I'm recording this, my first intro just got posted yesterday. And I was so anxious and so excited for all of you to start tuning in. And I've got such nice feedback. You guys are awesome. So thank you so much. Hope you continue to enjoy the rest of the podcast. With that being said, the first episode from, like, the very first episode, actual episode, was on communication. So I would like to kind of segue that into self-talk. So kind of just communication with yourself. Get it? There's a theme. Okay. Anyway, so I wanted to start with self-talk for the self-focused episodes because it has just, it's changed my life in a lot of really good ways, but it is such a journey and it can be kind of hard to start on. So I thought I would give some cool little tips and tricks that I've learned and hopefully they can help you with falling in love with yourself too. So... With that being said, I would like to just point out that you can start with things really small. Like, you don't have to go from self-loathing and hating what you look like and everything to loving yourself and knowing you're a bad bitch or bad bitch boy. I don't fucking know. Um, Immediately. Like, it's not an immediate process. It's going to take a lot of work. So, be easy on yourself. One way that I started was I started with things that I already liked about myself. Uh, Physical traits are great, but if you're just not loving your looks these days, start with personality traits or vice versa. If you really love what you look like, but you feel kind of bland or depressed or whatever, start with those physical traits that you really like. So like mine were constantly pointing out how nice my eyes were or my titties, or my thighs, like just things I already loved about myself, just pointing them out more often. And then I would gradually work up to things that I maybe didn't like so much about myself. Uh, For the things I didn't like about myself, I would kind of try to retrain my thinking into being like, oh, I don't like my stomach, to more including it as part of my whole body being like hey my stomach may not be flat it may not be a six-pack it may not be whatever it may not be like that girls over there but when I put it with my the rest of my body type and my thick legs and my chest and everything else my tummy looks pretty damn good and I love it even on the kind of bloated crappy days so I would 
definitely recommend doing that. Start with things you already love, and then slowly start to like trick your brain into associating those things with things you don't like as much, and you'll start to like those things a little bit more. And with the parts that you don't like about yourself, like as I said, stomach, whatever, stomach, legs, cellulite, stretch marks, whatever insecurities you have, I am sure, I am 100% sure you have seen other people with those same exact traits and you might not have even noticed that they had them. You just thought they were beautiful. They have cellulite and stretch marks and jiggly arms and whatever, but you would never point that out to them and they're strangers. So why are you being kinder to a stranger than you're being to yourself? That stranger, they're going to go on with their life whether you think their arms are chubby or not. So start forgiving yourself a little more. Because I'm sure that stranger saw you and didn't notice your negatives either. They just thought you were a beautiful person. And I think you're a beautiful person, so boom. <laughs> and with that, I also like to try and make myself treat myself how I treat my friends because I idolize my friends. I think they are all beautiful guys, gals, everything. They're, I have wonderful friends. I have wonderful people in my life that I look up to and they're gorgeous. And I've started to try to teach myself to talk to myself how I talk about them. Like I hype up their selfies. I hype them up when they're feeling sad. I forgive them when they fuck up. I lift them up when they're feeling sad, or I sit them with them when, I'm f when they're feeling sad. So I have started retraining my negative thoughts into just projecting them onto a specific friend, maybe, or just a friend in general, and being like, hey, so if that person looked like this or acted like this or had a bad day or made a mistake, I would be so loving towards them. So I look like this. I'm acting like this. I made this mistake. How about I be loving to myself as well? And that doesn't even just apply to how they look or how they act or when they make mistakes. It also applies to... When I'm giving myself a depression day, which I'll probably talk about in a future episode, but when I'm just feeling like garbage, when I'm dealing with some trauma maybe, when it takes me longer to complete a task than I originally wanted to or longer to get over something or someone than I wanted to, I would never, ever, ever, I don't know about you guys, but I would never try to rush my friend into getting over a traumatic event in their life. I would sit back, give them enough time, give them as much time as they wanted, let them know that I'm there for them, let them know that one day it will get a little bit better. So why am I so hard on myself when it takes me a while to get over something really, really traumatic or really depressing or when I'm having a struggle with my depression that I've had for years? And I've gotten through this far, so why am I so hard on myself? 
when I would never, ever, ever rush a friend or even a stranger through those things. I know that trauma takes time. I study psychology. I know the, and I've went to therapy. A lot of explanations for how and why trauma just sticks in your brain and how it can pop up years later. And I'm sitting here like, mm, not me though. I should be over this. No, I have been working so hard to correct that and being like, hey, you're on your own journey. That was a shitty thing that happened. It's going to take time to get over, but you're so strong. You got through it and you're still getting through it. And I'm proud of you, self. Like, it's it's just morphed my mind completely. Like, I am so hard on myself sometimes, as a lot of you know. And I am just so forgiving of other people. And I've really tried to take that forgiveness for other people and kind of push it into forgiveness for myself. And I think that's a really tough but important lesson to learn. But back to more body image self-talk, negative versus positive, whatever. So I have found that when I am having some negative thoughts, I've tried to focus on them in a way where I catch them when they're happening and I can correct them. So I'll start thinking like, oh, like this, I look trash today, this outfit's not working. But then I will acknowledge that, I will correct myself and I'm like, actually, this outfit might not be working, but that's not my fault. I look amazing. I am amazing. It's these clothes issue, this outfit, this fitting, this sizing just doesn't work for me. And that's, that's okay. I don't have to look good in literally everything. But I mean, I look good in a lot. So and yes, sometimes with all this positive self talk, you will come off conceited and narcissistic. I have had dudes point that out. I've had random people point that out. And honestly, I just accept it at this point because I've worked so hard to get to this point of self-love that someone calling me narcissistic for feeling myself or having a t-shirt with my butt on it, that that's not going to touch my confidence anymore. So with the negative thinking, when you can either catch it and try to correct it or try and switch it up, or you can do something stupid like saying, I don't fuck with you at it. Imagine it as a person and say, I don't fuck with you. Get out. Just do whatever you got to do to switch up on that negative thought. Or if you can't switch it out completely, add a condition to it. Like my big thing with this podcast and listening back to all my recordings has been like, oh my god, I hate the sound of my own voice at this point. But the one thing that I switched it up to yesterday when I was really, really anxious about the introduction coming out was, hey, I might hate my voice in recordings. Other people probably won't, but whatever. I do, let's say, but what I love is the message that I'm trying to get out there, so I'm going to keep doing this. I will try to work up to loving hearing my own voice on recordings. I may never get there. I'll work on it, though, but in the meantime, I love what this voice is giving to me and the platform that I can share on, so I'm going to accept and love it. And saying that you should just think more positively about yourself and 
like love your body, love who you are, everything. It sounds really easy, but it's it's not. We all know it's not. In today's world, we compare it to each other. We just have these unrealistic standards, these Photoshop, whatever. But that's not to say that you can't do it. In the beginning of when I was doing all this, started on this journey for myself, I was faking it so hard for a while. And that was necessary. Like, fake it till you make it. Some people will shit on, some people love it. It's where It worked for me in the start. It's not something you want to live by. You can't constantly fake it. But if you're just faking a little step here and there, I don't see a problem with it. it if it helps reaching genuine love for yourself. Um, complimenting yourself out loud. It sounds ridiculous. I do it all the time, though. I look in the mirror in whatever outfit I'm in. I hype myself up. I say it verbally. Saying things verbally hearing them, maybe record yourself saying them, as ridiculous as that sounds, it diff triggers different parts of your memory and different parts of your brain than just thinking it. It helps to solidify it in your memory so it'll be easier to recall. Same with like reading, writing, teaching. These are good study tips also, but it works for positive self-talk as well and these compliments. And as you start complimenting yourself more, You'll start hearing it more, you'll want to say it more, because it f triggers all that dopamine and stuff. And it's going to be easier to compliment yourself, because you're getting so used to it, and it's just becoming normal. If you're not at the point where you can say it out loud to yourself, because that just feels ridiculous, or maybe you have roommates or family members that can hear you, and you just aren't quite there yet, make a list. Just start listing things that are amazing about yourself. I have some in my phone. I have some in my notebooks. I start out with really general traits, or I started out with really general traits. Like, hey, I'm funny. I'm caring. I'm really smart. Like, I'm crushing this. I am independent. I may fumble around sometimes, and that might be what I'm known for by some people. But you know what? I get there. I might be depressed a lot of the time or some of the time but look how long I've been depressed and I'm still kicking ass and I just <laughs> I write all this stuff down I love my hair I love my eyes I love my body I love what my body does for me I'm a kick-ass woman I'm so strong I've gotten through so much and I just write it all down and it, it's so cathartic and you can just look at those things when you're maybe not feeling yourself as much as a reminder. Super helpful having that visual aid. So with once you've uh, complimented yourself or if you're still working on complimenting yourself, I'm going to talk about when others compliment you. So I grew up always being the shy, quiet, deflecting one. When someone would say, hey, you're really pretty, I'd be like, oh, no, like, no way, you're pretty, thanks, though, like, I'm, you're a goddess, I am nothing, whatever. I have, it's actually been kind of hard, but the past couple years, when people give me a compliment, I've stopped saying I'm not whatever they think I am, and just accepting it, saying thank you, saying thanks, that's been something I've been working on, and just, like, I just have stopped telling people I'm not pretty when they tell me I'm pretty. 
And yeah, I have had people tell me I'm conceited for that too. And they're like, oh, you're so pretty. And I'm like, thanks. Like, and they did the whole, oh, so you agree, you're really pretty thing. And I'm like, yep, I do. <laughs> and sure, that might get them in their pants, but whatever. I'm feeling myself. I'm accepting it. Also, along the same lines as that, if you post a selfie, if you're doing your makeup, if you're doing a workout, if you're posting a new outfit or whatever, stop with the excuse the brows, excuse the acne, ignore this about me, ignore this about me. Stop it. (laughs) It's so self-destructive and so subtle. Like, if I post a selfie, I never do my brows. A lot of my friends know that. I have thick brows. I don't keep up with waxing them or anything. Do it, like, once a year, maybe. But I have stopped posting makeup selfies in groups with, like, I've, well, I post them still. I've stopped including ignore the brows in my selfies because, A, they probably didn't even really look at your brows or long enough for them to point it out and be like, hmm, Damn that girl's brows. Or even if they did. Who fucking cares? They're a stranger on the internet. They don't need to be pointed out or told to be ignored. They, Yeah, as I said, people probably didn't notice them. They, And these things don't detract from your beauty. They are part of who you are. Your brows, your acne, your scars. I have a few of those now. Um, but I don't apologize for them anymore, and that in itself has been really empowering and really, really helpful to me. And speaking of pictures, take them all the time. Take as many as you want. Play with poses. Play with lighting. I have started taking a selfie anytime I'm feeling cute or just overly happy, whether I'm wearing makeup or not, whether I'm baked, had a couple drinks, just having a good day. If I'm wearing mismatched underwear and bra, if I'm wearing a super cute dress, I take a selfie because I just feel so happy and content in that moment that when I look back on those selfies, when I'm maybe not in that moment, it also triggers the same emotions in you. Maybe not as strong, but when we look at memories, we remember how we felt. So if you're taking a selfie every time you're happy, every time you're feeling good, and you look back on those photos, you're going to, it's going to trigger that memory. It's going to trigger that dopamine. It's maybe not as much as the, when you originally took it, but it's going to trigger those little, nice little feelings for you and a little warm fuzzies. And I found while doing this, I've been taking them more and more often, which feels like such a huge accomplishment because I'm just feeling cute. And feeling happy so much more often that I just have all these cute as fuck selfies now. Whether I'm wearing makeup or feeling like like a boss bitch looking like a boss bitch or not. Another thing with the writing list of positive traits, the other thing I wanted to add was you could write a love letter to your past, present, or future self or maybe all three. Maybe forgive your past self. Encourage that past self that things are going to get better that you're going to accept it encourage your future self give a little love note to them just it's going to feel silly but I'd really recommend doing these things also one huge thing that I wanted to do was to say was stop telling yourself you should be further along in life than you are 
I'm really bad for this. I'm 26 years old and just finally got back into my BA a couple years ago after not doing anything school-related for five years. And just being in a really bad place mentally, I've had to really work a lot to forgive myself for taking that time because I needed to. My mental health was really bad. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I needed that time to figure it out and get to where I am today in order to be able to continue this education and be now so close to finishing what I want to do and getting so close to the career I want to have. And maybe my maybe my relationship life isn't where it's expected to be at the age of 26, but honestly, I'm living my life. I've worked so much on myself, and that's something to be proud of. One little added note with the negatives, positives, self-talk, all that, this whole scenario, is I would invite you and challenge you to Pavlov yourself. Now, this... I don't know how many people, Pavlov's pretty pretty well known, but if you don't know who Pavlov is, he's a psychologist back in the day who conditioned dogs' behaviors to the point where they got fed every time a bell rang, so then they got to the point where if the bell rang, they salivated. You can do this with pretty much anyone and anything. Take that, don't, don't get too crazy with it. But you can Pavlov yourself. Whenever you're doing something good, accomplishing something that you have really set to do, reward yourself. Reward yourself. Or if you're having a struggle still, like I said earlier, um, try to relate the bad things to better things and kind of condition yourself into feeling the positive emotions when it comes to the negative thing. Like I talked about the relating stomach to the body as a whole if I see my stomach as just my stomach I might not be super happy but if I see my stomach as a part of my curvy ass self then I'm gonna think a lot more positively about my stomach on its own as well so thank you again for tuning in to sex love and psych this episode went a little bit longer but I could probably talk for years about just positive self-love and all that and I will I'll include future episodes more on it I have a few guests in mind that I really look up to as well but anyway thank you so much for tuning in I hope some of these tips and tricks help sorry it's a little all over the place but if you know me you know that's just how I how I am so that's probably how this whole podcast is going to be thanks so much for tuning in and for bearing with me as I figure all this stuff out And I guess I will chat with you next week. Have a wonderful weekend, guys.